Welcome back to the Dynasty Heatseekers podcast. I'm your host, Rick Butts, here with Brad Menendez, my co-host. I got to turn sound off on other devices here. Um, today, we have something special. We are going to live stream a 12-person Rookie mock draft. We're actually going to do two. The first one is going to be one QB. The second one is going to be a super flex mock. Um, just let us know if you can hear us out there. Um, we'll make sure the sound is good before we get going. The mock draft starts here in three minutes. Uh, but we'll make sure my video is resizing. That's awesome. I like that. So, Brad, how was your day today? busy man just getting getting reviews done and working on rookie content and getting excited about the combine and then seeing that greg olson goes to seattle so that was some fun news for the day How i like you? it i like it uh i know a lot of people aren't very excited about uh about it they think he's washed up but i mean he he stayed pretty healthy last year and he is going to be playing with a pretty good quarterback so um, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, you know, in a in a pinch for maybe a you know one to three years, things that's what his contract is. You know, uh, it should be interesting. I mean, my my concern is obviously quite often in the last few years there's been that injury problem. So, but between him and Disley, you should be able to get one full tight end season. So yeah, you would hope. Um, <laughs> Seattle's had issues keeping their tight ends healthy here of late. So, man, I don't know why my video is doing that, but it just automatically. Uh, uh, cut it and it makes me angry since I worked so hard to make this look good. Um, but for everybody that's listening and not watching, we are streaming live on our Facebook group and YouTube. You can always watch live when we go. We will be live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. from here on out for the remainder of the off season. Minus, you know, if anything comes up where we can't make it. But um, that is the plan as of now. As always, comment on YouTube or in the Facebook group on what you would like us to cover during the off season, and we will do our best to. Cover everything that is requested of us and feel free if you are watching to uh, chat with us in the in whatever chat you're in, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube. And uh, as we're going, we will try to answer any questions there. Um, this draft does start up here in one minute. So we will uh, it will go a little bit fast. We'll try to cover uh, as much as we can on every player. But since we're actually doing a a draft with 12 different individuals, it will be hard to keep up with every single pick. Um, but, you know, we'll cover the the main guys as much as possible. And, you know, when we get into the the late second, third, fourth, fifth rounds, we will probably cover those guys a little bit less unless there's something that sticks out with those players um, for us. But as uh, we get going in the offseason and we learn more about these rookies, uh, we'll be able to give you guys some uh, better insight on on all of them. But it is very early in the process. Um let me pull this draft room up and uh yeah it's it's definitely been fun evaluating these guys i mean there's definitely uh there's definitely some uh some interesting prospects and, and it's fun to, to watch how the the mocks have gone here recently with the roto heat community because it's been so all over the place I it mean, is definitely all over the place um <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so first off the board is DeAndre Swift running back from Georgia. Um, 
what is your thought on DeAndre Swift? Do you like him as the 101 or are you leaning somebody else? Man, that's tough. I know running backs tend to be kind of the favorite at the 101, but you know, if if I'm just in a vacuum, I mean, he's probably the most talented player in the draft, so I can't argue it, but the the guy who went at 102 is uh, I'm just as big a fan of, so I'm okay either way. You know, at 102, we see Jerry Judy. So, you know, back-to-back, top wide receiver, top running back. That's uh seems pretty straightforward to me. What do you think? Uh, Swift's like my number four running back. So I uh, definitely am not on board with him at the 101. Um, I like the athleticism, but I just feel like he goes down too early and I would like to be drafting a three down back with that number one spot. Um, But other than that, like I know that it's a very divisive class. There's a lot of people. Um, he said he's trying to take Dobbins, so we'll just go ahead and put Dobbins in for him. Um, yeah, Dobbins seems to be a guy. Ah, dang people, it. Oh, that's okay. Dobbins seems to be a guy people are pretty high on, uh, especially in the community. I got to undo, undo, undo. Sorry, guys. Refresh. See, this does this. MFL does this. It doesn't put them back in the list unless you refresh. So Dobbins was for Braden. And then. Oh, that's who Crab took. So Crab has to go again. Yep. So second off was Jerry Judy. And you said you like him as your wide receiver one. Oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, you know, after after doing more evaluation on T. Higgins, it's it's definitely close between him, Lamb, and Judy. As you know, I mean, I like all three of them, but I think Judy's probably the most polished and most NFL ready in my mind. And he runs the best routes, has probably right around the best hands, you know. So it's it's hard for me not to like him as the top receiver in the class. Uh, but man, I like Higgins and I like Lamb a lot too. So it's you know it's still early for sure, but you know. Those are my three guys right there. What do you think about him? Yeah, he's he's my wide receiver one as of now. Um, I just I love that route running. And, you know, there's some people that are worried he is going to. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put Taylor in for Patrick because that's who he took the first time. So um, we'll put him back in there so we can keep that moving. Um, but great route running like he's got can make up for a lot of deficiencies. I mean, we see guys, Cooper cups, not like a superior athlete to everybody else. Um, Calvin Ridley isn't a superior athlete to everybody else, but that route running helps you get that separation. And then, you know, if you have a, a decent quarterback that can hit you when you get open like that, you can, you can have some monster seasons. So I don't see a reason why his upside isn't a, a wide receiver one. And, uh, and I think at worst, if he's in the, you know, the right offense that uh, has enough targets for him, why he isn't like a, you know, a low wide receiver two as a floor. Absolutely. <coughs> See, this is, this is tough. We're right around the 107, 108, and this is where my pick is sitting. Um, you know, I like probably Higgins the most, but I couldn't, I could see a place, a reason to draft Chanel or Ruggs here as well. Um, I'm just going with the guy that I've recently kind of been enamored with 
uh, at 107 taking Higgins, but you can make the case for any of those three wide receivers here, and I think it's a very valid case. Um, what do you think about so many wide receivers kind of up here at the top, you know, Judy, Lamb, Higgins, Ruggs, Chenault? <laughs> my my wide receiver, too, you didn't even name, and that's that's Jalen Rager. Oh, uh, so, you. you know, but the thing is, is, and I've been saying this, and he just went number eight, is that, like the top eight guys in this class are, you know, really interchangeable. Obviously, like Rager, you're not going to be taking him in the top four, but they're all so close together. And it's just right now, it's just a, a you know, who's your flavor? Who do you like? I know a lot of guys have uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who just went at 109. I know they have him way up there at like, you know, number three, number four overall. Um, here we go. I got to look and see who I'm going to take here with the number nine pick. Uh, I love this when you're talking and, and not paying attention to who's, That's what who's all doing. coming off the board. I know I'm missing somebody that I like. Uh, and MFL's list is, is makes it real tough to find who you want. Um, right now, if you're well, doing mock drafts early, I know I'm missing somebody. Uh, Swift Higgins. Yeah. Um, rugs for me. Yep. There you go. There's the other two wide receivers I brought up. Rugs and Chanel win one ten and eleven. And that, you know, that's kind of what we're what we've been seeing is a lot of these wide receivers going in the first round. Yeah, dude, the this wide receiver class, man, there's a lot of guys that could end up being really good fantasy receivers. Well, think about, you know, what people were talking about this time last year as we were talking about the 2019 class and and people were were dogging the 2020 class for not really having a lot of talent. I'm like, I don't see that. I mean, you know, most of our mocks going into the mid to late second round were like, oh, wow, that guy's still available. So, you know, there's a lot of talent in this draft class to be had. Steven. Oh, yeah, I don't see him on. I don't see him in the chat. All right, guys. Who are we taking next to if Steven isn't? I'll go ahead and pause this timer. Oh, he did go. Oh, there you go. Tyler Wall, that's a guy that we just reviewed too. I wonder if he watched our, <laughs> watched our review and got excited about Tyler Johnson. Yeah, uh, somebody tough. Uh, somebody tough for me to get on board with, but um, I can see what people would like. I thought it was interesting that I think uh, I think it might have been Joseph on our on our evaluator team, kind of comped him to like a Tyler Boyd. You know, I was like, well, I guess that's interesting. I mean, you know, if he. He's a pretty decent route runner. I was actually surprised in watching him. I mean, he didn't get a great grade for me, but I was I was pleasantly surprised by him. It's just it's so hard with like some of these other guys that are really good. When I watch a guy that like may have looked good like last year, <laughs> 
but like you've watched Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb and Rager and Higgins and Chenault and and Ruggs and you're just like well sorry bro you're not very good (laughs) (laughs) right yeah he I mean compared to you know compared to most of the first round receivers that we saw go I mean he's not you know Tier one in my mind is something like Judy Lamb, you know, and then and then tier two is almost all the rest of the first round receivers, and Tyler Johnson's not really even, you know, close to that in my mind. But yeah, that's that's my thought is that they're just they're so much further ahead of him. Um, but you know, I could also be missing something. I'm gonna well, have to watch huge for him. Well, and and I don't like. I don't let the, oh, dang. So Anthony McFarland, you're, you're not going to have a chance for the first time for the first time in all of our mock drafts. You're not going to be able to take Anthony McFarland. Johnny takes Tua at two Oh two ahead of Joe Burrow. Tua is the first quarterback off the board in this one. And actually, I think this is the first time that Joe Burrow didn't go in the first round of our one QB drafts, which is, uh, I think is good. You're up. Now you've got plenty to choose from. Yep. I'm going to go ahead with uh, with Vaughn here. I watched a little of his tape, and I kind of like him. Kind of, kind of like him. I, I can't, I can't like say that I really, really like him because I haven't watched enough yet. But uh, I liked what I saw, and I'm, I'm interested to to dig in deeper. Um, Josh says I'm trying to watch the live feed and draft at the same time. There's That's a few tough. seconds in between. Yeah. I am glad that I am not the only one that thinks Duvernay is a borderline first round pick. I, well, I, I think I cop him the like a light Steve Smith, dude. The dude's so tough and he's he runs really good routes too. I'm like, I'm a big fan of him too. And if he gets in open space, that boy is gone. Yeah, he's hard to catch. I'm, I'm, I, Hugs fast, but he's fast. I, well, I, and I was getting ready to say, I want to see, and I can't wait for, to the combine for this, is to see how him and Ruggs match up in speed. Oh, geez. Zach Moss was kind of who I was targeting here. I guess I'll take Joe Burrow. Mid-second round, you can't yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with him at 206. It's just I think he went 106 and a 1QB yesterday, and that's a little early for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Devin Duvernay, man, I, I liked his tape a lot, but there's a, a receiver still on the board that I did like more than him. I, it's interesting to me to see Brian Edwards. He seems to be creeping up in most of these mock drafts. Like I second round seems really, there he is just early. one at two Oh eight. Yeah. It seems, that seems a little early, but Justin Jefferson at two Oh seven. I like Justin Jefferson. I think he could be a kind of a sneaky type guy. See, I don't think he'll end up being sneaky. I think with uh, LSU, um, with people just just watching Joe Burrow and seeing Justin Jefferson when you're watching Joe Burrow tape, um, I think that's going to move Jefferson up the needle a little bit. Eno Benjamin at 209. I definitely think that Eno is a uh, – he didn't excite me, but at his value right now, I think 
I'm intrigued in the late second round. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, after doing the evaluations on them, uh, I really wasn't all that impressed. I mean, there were so many things where I was like, oh, I don't like that, or I don't like, you know. And I mean, late second round, though, taking a chance on a running back is not really terrible. I mean, if you're if you're sitting at the 209, you're a playoff team, so you probably have a decent roster where you can take a chance and just say, nah, I like something about this guy. Um, I I unfortunately think he's more Kalen Balaj than anything else. No, dude, you can't use Kalen Balaj for any other human. Like, Kalen Balaj <laughs> is so bad, it's disrespectful to these guys. And right there at the 212 is the guy that I, that I liked. Like, I like him in the, the front half of the second round, Michael Pittman Jr., um, I, I really like this tape. I think he does a lot of things really well. He doesn't do anything like uh, elite, but he does everything above average, I think. Um, yeah. And I, and I like how he can, he can go up and get it. Um, he seemed to, to be a good hands uh, receiver. And uh, I didn't notice a lot of glaring drops. So um, I think he's a guy that could, uh, could be a difference maker at the next level, not wide receiver one level, but, um, you know, wide receiver two upside, but he's definitely going to, um, or I'm not going to say he's definitely going to, but he definitely has the, uh, an opportunity to, uh, become a, a solid wide receiver two, wide receiver three. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I, w- I was surprised and, you know, I tried to put my bias against the university aside because they never seem to produce good receivers. <laughs> we we talk about this every, every, every week, but no, he, he was definitely pleasantly surprising. The, I think the thing that's more interesting is the fact that the guy who went in front of him in most of our other drafts or other mocks that we've been having, he's like late, you know, he's like in the fourth and fifth round, but Isaiah Hodgins going at the two eleven is really intriguing. Oh, where'd Steven go? I see him in there. He must be having trouble finding somebody. Yeah. Um, we try to make this go as fast as possible. This list is not conducive to um, drafting. I mean, it's alphabetical order, but you never know if you're going through the list, if you're going to you know, find a guy that you like, but have people behind him and, and name-wise and, and end up drafting. I did it last night where I drafted somebody ahead of somebody that I would never have. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't – I mean, well, and especially with – there he goes. Uh, oh, Chase Claypool and then A.J. Dillon at the 302. Interesting. See, I'm glad I'm not the only one that uh, that likes Claypool either because then I'm trying to put my bias. See, and then here we go. Um, <laughs> I'm about to say you're going to talk about and then <laughs> miss your pick. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's t- I've, I've started doing a little bit of valuation on him. I mean, I haven't done an, enough to say whether I really Where are you like at? Him. You're four picks behind me. I'm just going to go ahead and ruin your Don't day. You rat. <laughs> hey. You know, everybody by now everybody knows my picks. <laughs> this this will be bad going into rookie drafts. You're gonna be like, uh, I have no idea who to pick because Anthony McFarland and Cole Komet are gone. Like, what do I do? <laughs> Sitting at the 101. I got to take one of those two, right? See, we were just having this discussion in the Facebook group too. Somebody asked about um, tight ends and and uh, what you know, how do you approach the tight end position? And they're, 
they're always in startups. They're the last position that I'm ever worried about. Like I would rather get my tight ends cheap like this in the, in a rookie draft, even if I have to wait a season where I'm kind of eh, at at that position. I would rather get them cheap than pay the expensive price for a Kelsey or an Ertz or Kittle. Um, like all my Goddard shares that I have are about to just pay off big time because I got them, you know, late first rounder instead of a startup third rounder or fourth rounder. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, okay. Hey, uh, oh, go ahead. Okay. Never mind. You took them. I was just like, okay, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, uh, Brandon Cox over in our Facebook chat was talking about um, how Justin Jefferson keeps going a lot lower than he expected. He sees him sitting around the one twelve two oh one spot, uh, you know, but he fell down to the two oh seven. It's not terribly later, Brandon, than than what you're thinking. But you know, with such a deep wide receiver class, the guy's probably going to get lost unless he sets himself apart. He's kind of kind of get lost in the shuffle. I mean, just like the guys who are going in the late second, early third, you know, like you said, Claypool, um, you know, Antonio, Gandy, Golden, Donovan, Peoples, Jones, guys that didn't really show out in college but have some things about them that guys like are probably going to fall. Um, I want to answer Preston's question over on YouTube. Um, he asked, would you guys trade the 109 and the 201 for the 106? And I personally wouldn't unless you really like whoever's left on the board. Um, but I just think this class, the value that you get with the depth of this class getting two players rather than that one. I don't think the difference between player to player is enough to make that, to warrant that, that pick like your one Oh six and your one Oh nine, the difference isn't very big and you're still getting a talented player at two Oh one. Yeah. I mean, if you look at this draft, you're getting two of the best running backs in the class and Clyde Edwards, Hilaire and Anthony McFarlane. Depending on who you talk to. That's hilarious. No, I like Anthony McFarland a lot. I think yeah. he's a, a great a great uh, opportunity in the second round. Yeah, I mean, the tough thing for me is he just didn't get a ton of action in college, so people are going to knock him for that. You know, they're just in, in – Yeah, there. but – He took to his senior year before he could really – It's like it it's like they can't win, though, because then you get a lot of action like Jonathan Taylor, and then people are like, oh, well, he's, like, going to die now. Like, he's got three years of pro ball ahead of him. That's all I care about on my running back anyway. Yeah. Um, I can't argue. I, you know, and the interesting thing is if he takes care of himself, I mean, it doesn't, none of that matters. And the dude's a pretty healthy running back, Jonathan Taylor. I like, mean, like he's been beat up too much. <laughs> Debatable. That's funny. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, minimum, you get three years out of them. I mean, what more are you asking for out of running back? Okay. Yeah, I don't knock it. I mean, you know, three, three, four years is, is definitely, definitely solid. I'm just, you know, I'm not any more concerned about him than I would be DJ Swift. And that, for me, puts them, you know, three and four on my list. You know, I go Dobbins, Akers, 
Taylor Swift is where I'm at. Um, but I want to make it very clear to everybody listening, watching, whatever. It's very early in this process. So what we see now could completely change by the time we actually start rookie drafts. Oh, for sure. <laughs> over, over on Facebook, Josh Crabb wants to know, in a tight end premium league, would you trade the 109 for Tyler Higby and the 201? Say that one more time. So in tight end premium, would you trade the 109 for Tyler Higby and 201? So four spots. I would. I was offered Higby for 205 today. And I don't think I'm going to do that in a tight end premium. I'm not a big Higby guy, but now you're moving back four spots. And if he does end up that the guy and Everett's not the guy or they're not splitting, then you're going to win that big time in a tight end premium um, because you're not moving back very far. And just like we just said to, you know, Preston over on YouTube, the gap there is just not big enough to to worry about that. You're getting the extra player. I think that's a, a move you can make all day. Yeah. Now, and I will say though, you got to like the guys that, that you think are going to go in that, you know, first few picks in the second round. If you yeah. do, then, you know, you're, you're not going to be upset with who drops there. Brad, who are you taking here after Thaddeus Moss just went? Oh, Thank you for reminding me because I was going to keep talking. Um, <laughs> that's that's why I did that. Um, just to run down where we're at, in the, the end of the third round, we had Herbert, uh, Lamical, Pirine, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Hunter Bryant, DJ Dallas, Bryson Hopkins, Jake Fromm, Jalen Hurts, Jacob Eason, KJ Hill, Van Jefferson, and then Thaddeus Moss and Brad at 407 is taking... Josh Kelly, running back. Josh Kelly. He's kind of a guy that I keep taking later, and he's kind of a guy that I, I'm interested in stashing. I think I have him maybe in a couple of different Debbie leagues as a stash. I mean, unfortunately, he didn't really look amazing in college or anything special, but, you know, I like his intangibles, and, you know, at the fourth round, you know, kind of mid-fourth round, yeah, whatever. Well, I was going to say, at 407, if you're getting somebody that looked amazing in college, then you should probably draft with those guys you're drafting with more often. True story. So Craig took Lynn Bowden, so Quintez Cephas, and then Lynn Bowden, and I think I'm going Darrington Evans or Gabriel Davis here. 410, which one do I want? Evans or Davis? I'll go Davis. I think Davis is like a moonshot. Like, oh, Johnny must have pre-picked or something. I was like, I did not take that guy. Um, I think he did. I, I think he's got like a, a lot of upside, but he could be complete nothing at the same time. Well, and a, and a guy that we're working on reviewing right now, and I think he's actually the next one of the next videos up. He's still sitting out there, and and I'm really impressed pressed by him so far i mean i've watched probably about a half dozen of his games snaps thus far and for his size that dude is powerful like he's not afraid to go in between the tackles and he's just such a little dude um you know so i i expect by I, the end i don't of, know who you're talking about jj taylor from oh. arizona i was like you went off on like complete 
tangent, and I well, was I'm like, look, I'm just looking at who's left <laughs> out here. You know, we're at the end of the fourth round, and Jordan Love just got drafted after Rodney Smith. Um, but you know, guys like JJ Taylor. I mean, even this late in the process, you, you've got some guys out here. You know, James Prochet, Jared Pinkney, JJ Taylor, Nate Stanley. Still some some guys on the board that have a little bit of upside. You know, um, well, Albert all- Okui Unum. I was gonna say we, you know, we've seen, you know, I took Komet in the third, and then uh, Bryson Hopkins went at three twelve, and we've still got Albert Oface, and I think that any of those three guys at this moment could end up being the tight end one in this class. Yeah, tight end will be is going to be one of those that you kind of have to pick the guy you you kind of love. I mean, the problem with some of them, like Okui Boonham, is the fact that he, there's, you know, there's just some inconsistencies to his game. And it's like, mm, are you getting the best of him? If so, then he's probably tight end one. If you're not, then uh, probably Komet or, you know, or Pinkney or whoever you like. My surprise here is that the 501, I think this is the first time we've seen this guy from Michigan drafted. Shea Patterson just got drafted at 501. Oh, he doesn't deserve okay. Johnny went. Uh, okay, so I guess Evans is still here, right? If I was going to take him potentially with the last pick, then I have to take him here. Um, Colin Johnson just went before you, and then uh, Darrington Evans just went here. Steven says, sorry, fellas, I was at the end of hockey practice. Um, okay, so everything fantasy football asked who our favorite tight end is, and I think both of us are on Cole Komet bandwagon pre combine, but I will confess that this could end up being one of at least three tight ends could end up separating themselves with with uh, Bryson Hopkins and Albert Oface. So I think it's uh. I think it is definitely up in the air this early, but uh, early on, I am a Cole Komet guy. And there you go. There goes Albert O'Face. Jaws Whedon. How you doing, bud? We haven't seen you since the season streams. Uh, thanks for coming back. We will be streaming every Tuesday night. Um, he says, this is the range of players I have no clue about. Um, I will be open to everybody out there, too, early in the process. I don't have as much information on most of these guys as uh, as I would like. But as this uh, process goes on, we'll get more and more information. Um, Jaws, have you been watching uh, the videos we've been dropping here on YouTube? All the, the rookie evaluations? <laughs> no face. That's a good one. Oh, dang it. So I hit the Antonio Gibson went, then Albert O'Face, then I took JJ Taylor, then James Prochet went, then Reggie Corbin went. So I think Reggie Corbin, have we seen Reggie Corbin's name in any of these drafts so far? I don't think he's popped up either. I think, I think him and Shea Patterson are new to the mocks here. 
Yeah, I think that's the first time I've seen Corbin. Um, this is our fourth mock draft. You guys can see the ADP for all the current drafts on rotoheat.com. Um, just hit that ADP on the navigation bar, and there's a, a rookie section with uh, one QB and super flex. And for this pod, what we'll do uh, right after this draft ends, I will copy all, all our uh, draft data. I'll reset the draft, read reorder and we will get that going 15 minutes after but we'll stay live um while i'm doing that i'll have brad like seeing you guys a lullaby or something and uh and we will get that going as quickly as possible after we get it so if you're in the draft don't leave the draft room um josh crab apparently already did um that monster courtney davis just came up at the 509 spot so you're seeing a lot of guys that you know, have something, uh, some intangible that people like that they're going to take a chance on. So, oh, Salvad Ahmad, this is the first time we, or Salvan Ahmad, sorry. It's the first time we've seen him go at the back half. And then Jawan Jennings at the 5'11", and Josh is going to close us out here at the 5'12". <coughs> Jason Jones said, you guys are agreeing with a lot of things that I've been saying, and it makes me so happy. Devin Duvernay. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was just on Twitter and I, I felt like I was like the only one out on the Jalen Rager bandwagon and a couple, uh, a couple people were saying the same thing on Twitter today. And it made me feel like I wasn't on a lonely Island anymore. Um, all right, let me, uh, go ahead and pull up this data, fix this stuff up real quick. It'll only take a second. Yeah. And thank you guys for hanging out with us. I mean, it, it means a lot to, on a Tuesday night for you guys to jump on there and, uh, and talk with us and mock draft with us and, you know, and, uh, definitely check out YouTube and let us know, uh, comment on the videos. Let us know who you want us to talk about. We have a, a pretty sizable list of guys that we're reviewing, uh, and making videos for, you know, and we're going to do it for pre combine and then we're going to do it for post combine and, and then post draft as well. Um, so, you know, make sure you're checking out the YouTube page, share it, tell everybody, you know, we're really thankful that we just broke 500 uh, subscribers and, and we've had over 50,000 hours watched, you know, I mean, or 50,000 views. I mean, it's really going well and, and we couldn't do it without you guys. So, you know, you guys are, you guys are making this thing, uh, making this thing go. So you guys rock. Uh, Rick's going to spin this thing up and we're going to get going with the next draft. So uh, it'll be pretty quick, you know, and you'll get two mock drafts in one episode. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Over on Facebook, Brandon says Rieger is my third behind Higgins and lamb. That's, that's wild. I'm surprised that Judy isn't in there with you, Brandon. Uh, yeah, next we're doing super flex. So we'll do a, we'll do a super flex mock here, Brandon. And then, uh, and then you'll get both. And then we'll push this information over to, over to the website, over to rotoheat.com. So it's, we're, we're, we're moving along quickly. We know they're, you guys. They're asking for that lullaby, Brad, so you got to sing them a little something. La, 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 la. <laughs> All right. That, that'll be enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So it we're going to go ahead and, and stop this draft. We're going to undo the last pick. Everybody that's in the draft, reload your page. Look at who's sitting at the 101. As if it, I'm like the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, you know who you have to take. 
All right. So um, we'll give that just a couple minutes, make sure everybody gets refreshed. Uh, if you guys have any questions out there on YouTube or Facebook, drop them in the chat. Um, for some reason, it's not showing me names on a lot of these Facebook questions. It's not coming through on my chat. So uh, I will do my best to answer them if Brad tells me who asked them. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Preston, <clears throat> damn, I'm dying. Um, Preston over on YouTube says my commission likes to do our rookie draft one week before the NFL season and I can't stand it. Yeah, I okay, so for anybody that doesn't is not familiar with Roto Heat new to the stream or or the the Facebook group, um I run like eight leagues. Uh we have a couple 96 team leagues with eight different divisions in them and uh we pay out over $20,000 every year in in winnings, but uh I do every one of my drafts. They either start the Sunday after the draft or Monday after the draft. So you have time to study all these players. But once the NFL draft happen, happens, you got to be quick to make your decisions on whether you like landing spots. I'm somebody that thinks landing spots are severely overrated. Um, so it doesn't bother me any. But some people get a little upset that it's so fast after. But. I'm ready to draft now. It's obviously not enough information, but drafting is my favorite thing to do in fantasy football. That's why I start new leagues every year and kill myself. Well, and that's, you know, I've tried to, you know, so I'm in a, a quite a few different leagues and I like that. I've kind of spaced the different leagues, like some, the leagues that I commission, I try to put a little later so that I get to be drafting basically from the end of the, the NFL draft all the way up until, you know, like, the beginning middle of july so like every week i've got a slow draft going of some sort so because that is also my favorite part so kyle over on facebook says vegas has detroit with the highest odds to take two of what do we make of stafford if this happens all right so if you listen so i've been you know i'm, I'm a detroit guy i'm from detroit area the talk out of there is that's that's just smoke because they're trying to get people to pay up for the number three pick. You know, I think what happens if they take two is it's very much like you saw with Kansas City or any of these other teams. You have a veteran quarterback and then you have a rookie that's in waiting. And because remember, two is coming back from a you know a pretty severe hip injury. The guy may not even be ready to play for half of the first season or more um and right now stafford's cap number is insanely high like there's no way detroit trades him unless they're like crazy but what about you rick what do you make of it oh uh, i'm i don't know not being a uh lions fan um i think that stafford's always been a little underrated and hasn't been helped out very much by his organization obviously megatron not being happy with the situation and retiring early doesn't help. Uh, I think Tua and Burrow, I think the separation is very minimal between the two. Um, we were just talking about it today. I think if Tua wouldn't have had that injury, we would be wondering, is a Burrow or Tua going 101 um, in Superflex and in, in real life NFL draft? So I think that there's a, a really good possibility that Tua, whoever gets him, ends up getting a steal because this is a guy that's a, a one-on-one. He was a one-on-one all the way up until he got hurt. Um, and I think that somebody could get a steal because everybody's saying that this injury, he's coming back from it and it's working good. 
<laughs> All right, Brad, are you ready to get this Superflex draft going? I'm ready. All right. Draft. draft is started. Brad, you taking Burrow? The obvious. Oh, look at that. Burrow and Tua, 101 and 102. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think there's a lot more to say about these two guys. I think they're the the best two quarterbacks in this draft. I think Herbert is a, a decent amount behind them, too. Um, obviously, Tua, it's just, is he, is he going to be healthy? Is he going to stay healthy? Um, because he has had some injury concerns, and that's the only knock on him, I think. Um, I know some of you guys seen that, you know, doesn't do well on the run and everything. Um, somebody else said that he doesn't throw deep very often, but... But, I mean, you don't have to throw deep. Tom Brady hasn't been thrown deep for years and has had success and fantasy success. So, Well, and, and Tua, like when he has time in the pocket and, and he has a clean pocket, that dude's got a cannon. Like he can make deep throws. He can make them all. I mean, the, one of the things that I saw was just the fact that on the run, there way too often was he sailing passes or hitting the dirt. But he didn't do that a ton. Like he didn't have to leave the pocket because the offensive line was just stellar. So, you know, I love Tua. I love Burrow. I love Herbert. I mean, all three of these quarterbacks, I think, have nice futures. And and Herbert just went number three. That is the first time. And this is, the like I said, the fourth super flex draft we've done. And this is the first time that the the three QBs went one, two, three in any of them. So that's a little bit different. Um, And then, boom, Jonathan Taylor goes number four. As the first running back off the board, and then J.K. Dobbins, number five. Wow. So, I mean, I'm telling you, man, it don't matter. Like, you, you take the eight people I was talking about at the top of the draft in one QB, you add in those three QBs, you've got 11 guys, 12 guys, if you count from. And they could go all over the place in, in drafts, and maybe that'll fix up with uh, the combine and, and the NFL draft. But right now it is so all over the place and I don't care where you look. I don't care if you're in our Facebook community. I don't care if you're over on Twitter, like everybody is torn on these guys. It's, it's crazy. Oh, it's me. And uh, we're starting to get some questions here. So uh, Braden Watson, Braden Adams over in our Facebook community wants to know who has the most to lose with a poor combine showing. I I would say DeAndre Swift because I think a lot of people have him as the number one running back in the class. I think that a lot of people have him in, in Dynasty as the number um, one running back. And I just uh, – there's something that I can't you know an, entirely peg. I think he went down too early on tape. But there's just something that I'm leery about when it comes to DeAndre Swift. And if that gets exposed this week, then I think he could. There's so many good running backs, too, that he could. I mean, your drop is far. If you drop from the top of your position, I mean, outside of tight end where it's not you know deep at all and there's nobody that sticks out. But when you're talking about receiver running back, if you drop from the top to uh, the bottom, like there's a long fall. Because there's a lot of guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then Bryson Kramer over in the Facebook community says, I have four picks in the 110 to 210 range. Are there certain positions that you guys target or tend to end up selecting in this range 
when it gets past the studs and gets to the middle tier guys, or do you just go best player available? I am personally always BPA. You know, I have my list, and and then when it gets close, I will revert to position of need. Like if I have two guys that are like just they're eye to eye, then I'll go on on what position I need. Um, but other than that, like I don't look at my needs at all. Um, I like drafting early. I know uh, I think it was Preston over on YouTube said that he likes June for rookie drafts. I like drafting right there in April, beginning of May, and then getting getting my rookies on board so I can start building my roster because most of the free agents have signed. Now you've got the rookies and you know the landing spots and you can start building from there. Um, damn it, Anthony. He did that on purpose. <laughs> um that would have made it real easy for me to get my guy. Um, but now I got to go through here slow. Yeah. It's and keep up the question guys. If you, uh, if you, if you guys have any questions or anything you're thinking about, uh, we've got, uh, Paul over in the Facebook community says BPA as well. You're getting, you're getting some agreeing on just taking best player available. And then Rick just took my best player available, Anthony McFarland. Look at that. I mean, that's surprising to me. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who's been going in. And this, and I will say, this is a spot where I didn't expect him to be there. So I wasn't looking for him. And with this list, the way it is, you might, I just, I just missed him. I would have taken Edwards Hilaire there at Hmm. the two Oh five ahead of McFarland. But, uh, I, that's just one where I completely missed it. So hopefully before the drafts get here, this list will be a little bit different. So you don't, you don't have those misses. Oh yeah, for sure. But especially like talking and answering questions and doing that at the same time. I, I did that last night where the guy that I would have taken went one later and I'm like, what the hell? Uh, Well, and you're seeing that MFL's ADP is is slowly going to fix itself as time goes on. I mean, you know, the nice thing is we're mocking early, but then, also, the tough thing is mocking early means you have, you know, there's nothing in MFL for ADP. Right. So after that, Jacob Eason went, who is a sneak in Superflex drafts. That's probably about a good spot for him is kind of mid to late second round because he has some upside and they're starting to get a little buzz about him. Um, Jaws over on. YouTube says, is there any hope for OJ Howard in Tampa? And what do I do with him and Le'Veon Bell this season? Well, I think you got to hold Bell. I don't think you can move him right now. Um, I know ESPN came out and said that it's unlikely that he's going to get traded, but I think his values at a, at a spot right now where you're not going to get what you should. Um, but OJ Howard is a tricky one. He's a tricky one. I don't know what to do with OJ Howard. Yeah, I think, I mean, at this point, you have to hold to see what happens with him. But I mean, there's, yeah, it's it's tough with him because he has the potential, but unfortunately, it just hasn't happened there in Tampa. All right, so KJ Hamler just went at the 211. And before that, Tyler Johnson and Devin Duvernay went, and now we're sitting with the last pick of the second round. And I think I got to go with your boy, Michael Pittman here. 
Yeah, that's who I was going to take before, but I didn't realize that McFarland and Edward Soler were both still there. Um, <laughs> is it crazy that I don't even know the names on Facebook, but I'm pretty sure I can tell who asked this question because it started with, can we agree? It just seems <laughs> you know who it like is. a Paul Veldboom question. Paul, Paul Veldboom question. Oh, Paul and then says, he followed it up. Hold her by, right? That's that's Paul again. Arians oh, yeah. is effing him over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the guy also blocks too well. Like, I wish he was a bad blocker because he'd be, if he was just running routes, it'd be awesome. Right. Oh, I'm on deck. I better uh, I better pay attention. Yeah, so after my Pittman pick at the 212, at 301, we see DJ Dallas, Chase Claypool, then Cole Komet. And then a guy that in Superflex drafts will not be in the third round if he goes into the first round of NFL drafts, and that's Jordan Love. If the guy winds up being a first-round NFL pick, he's going to be probably a first-round Yeah, he will be. Pick. If, if he goes there, he'll be a first-round pick. He should probably be a second-round pick in, 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 in Superflex drafts right now anyway. Right. Keyshawn Vaughn, 305. That's a that's a guy that could sneak up. I this mean, dude was going in the first round yesterday. Did he really? I think he went one twelve and one and like two oh three and another. Three oh five, Keyshawn Vaughn. He must that's, he must be uh, up and down. People either love him or hate him. And uh, I think part of it's also that this whole. <laughs> this whole thing like he could have easily been missed like pretty sure that uh edwards hilaire i think multiple people missed him and that's why he was at 206 could be still in the process so you know this will this will get uh... he's been in the first round in every other draft we've done like he drops to the mid second all of a sudden me <laughs> people missed him And then he says, <laughs> thank you, Rob. Josh says Arians needs to use the man. OJ should be a mismatch every down. The problem is he's also a mismatch when he's, when he's blocking, he's so good. And it, and it, it hurts tight ends when they're that good. I mean, we, you've seen the same thing. You're a Detroit fan. Yep. Um, Hawkinson killed it week one. And then their line was bad and he had to block for most yep. of the, the rest of the season. Yep. Okay, Crab, don't do this to us. We're almost done. Okay, he, he did it. He went. Crab pulled out the Eno. The Eno Benjamin. See, like, I don't know how Keyshawn Vaughn, just a little I've watched, and Eno Benjamin are with, within two picks of each other. Like, that should be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, man. I'm not... I'm not used to be podcasting and I'm losing my voice real early in this. So we normally go for freaking two hours. Who would have thought that the way to get us done quicker would be to do two rookie mock drafts, 10 rounds of rookie mock drafts. And we'll get done sooner than we do just a regular podcast. <laughs> Don't say that you're going to jinx us. 
I've got I've got rookie content to record tonight, so don't jinx us. I still got plenty to do. I, I'm not jinxing you. I've got plenty to do as well. Um, just to let everybody know, our rankings we are redoing our rankings. We've got new people on board for our rankings, so we will be uh, getting all of our rankings out. Rookie ADP is already on the site for one QB and Superflex. Um, we've got. Uh, Startup one QB and Superflex coming. We've got IDP rookie and um, IDP startup coming. <clears throat> We've got Devi on board, and I feel like I'm missing something else. Redraft, redraft startup uh, uh, coming up. So, um, RotoHeat.com. Make sure you check it out. Um, our rookie database is at RotoHeat.com/slash/rookies. Any questions you guys got, make sure you get them in the chat here. Um, Brad is going in picking Denzel Mims at 312 and Donovan Peoples-Jones. This dude is like the Deion Kane of um, the 2020 draft, a guy that's had hype forever but never panned out anywhere. Uh, I also blame Michigan for ruining him and Tariq Black with poor quarterback play. <clears throat> Shame about it. And that could be it, but it's just it's both. I mean, it's a little bit of both. <laughs> remember how he... remember how hyped Deion Kane was coming into to the NCAA and and then people thought because oh well now he's going pro and he's going to Indianapolis and Andrew Luck's there and this and that and he's finally going to put it together and uh, doesn't he play for Pittsburgh now? Didn't he get released? Yeah, yeah he uh, well I think he was on Indy's well, he was either on Indy's taxi squad or something but yeah he's in Pittsburgh now um, Jason over in our Facebook community wants to know when we'll be announcing some new startup leagues <laughs> you guys hate me. And, and everything fantasy football said he thinks DPJ is very underrated. Um, I I could definitely be wrong on him. I don't have like I just when those guys are that hyped up and then they they don't pan out in college. I'm always a little bit worried. Um, a lot of times that is it. It isn't skill or you know physical ability. It's mental because they, you know, when you're 17, 18 and have all that hype, not everybody deals with it the same way. Um, but he could, you know, he's definitely a freak athlete. He could definitely end up uh, being a steal in this range. I'm just not on board as of yet, but I could be convinced somebody could change my mind. Back to the Jason question about startup leagues. I don't know who. I, well, dude, I'm not answering that. I'm the one that gets. <laughs> I'm the one that gets paid with all the work that it takes to get those going. I've already started up a $250 buy-in that we filled. Um, I have plans for a couple other ones, but I have no idea when I'm going to do it or what I'm going to do at this time. All right, Jason, you got to keep uh, it locked in. You got to keep following because it's coming. I don't know who I want to take here. So before that, so so after my DPJ, we got Bryson Hopkins, who arguably tight end one uh, in the conversation. Then Gabriel Davis, Thaddeus Moss, Colin Johnson, Van Jefferson, AJ Dillon, and you just took Stephen Montez at the four hundred eight. 
Don't love it. Don't hate it. On the fourth round, I mean, yeah. take shots. I'm taking shots. There might be some. There might be another quarterback in here that I would have rather had, but well, that's a tough thing, you know. I didn't. Exer. Uh, no, I think Montez out of the guys left are probably the guy that I I like the most. T- Tyler Huntley, I guess maybe. I got to I'm going to have to watch these guys more. I've paid more attention to the the top end guys, probably top 5 guys in the class. Other than that, I need I to wish Kelly Bryant wasn't ter- wasn't terrible. He did, he's a guy I would have loved to, you know, but I just can't get behind him. What else Ooh, we got, Isaiah, guys? Isaiah Hodgins. Did we miss it? <laughs> Everything fantasy? No, I just don't like him. <laughs> I mean, there, well, there's a couple going. things that I like, but not overall. Um, everything fantasy football. I'll make sure to give you a, a subscribe after we get done here. I just uh, Hodgins. I don't. I don't know, man. It's, there's something about him that when I watched his tape, it like irked me. Like it almost made me angry. Like you, you ever watch a guy and you're just like this? This makes me mad. Like. Yep. It, when when you look like you should just dominate the person across from you, but you don't look like, like Tarzan, it just, play like James. it just it it angers me. It's like it's like watching Kalen Balaj who looks like Stephen Jackson, and then it's like he hits a, a feather, and it's like a brick wall. It's just it makes zero sense to me. And when I when I see Hodgins, that's what I see like a guy that should dominate the corners he's playing against. But he doesn't. Paul wants to know if we've watched any Mason Fine tape. No, I have not watched him at all, Paul. I need to to watch him. I did watch a little bit of Davis, and uh, I'm I'm getting caught up on um, on Vaughn right now. But I haven't watched enough of either to make a final assessment yet. Yeah, I, 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 back in January when we started firing up the rookie content, I think I've watched all of about two games of him. But I oh watched. damn, it's on me, man! Why didn't oh, you yeah. tell me? Oh, look at that—the Gardner Minshew of this draft went at five oh four. Anthony Gordon, uh, Antonio Gibson went before him at the five oh three. Then Albert Okui Boonham at five oh two. Jawan Jennings at the five oh one. We got some interesting, interesting names coming off the board. Oh, and then Rick took the might. What is it? Mighty Hamster 2.0, or what do they call Doug Martin? The Muscle Hamster. Yeah. AJ Taylor, running back, Arizona. Then Rodney Smith. That's a guy that keeps coming off the board late. Like people must like something about him that I just don't see. Jaws, what Freeman are you talking about? Royce Freeman or Devonta Freeman? Because neither of them would be in like the top six of these running backs in this class, I don't think. Well, and Devonta Freeman is sounds like he's getting released potentially here in the next few weeks. Yeah, he'll get us. I mean, he'll be on a team, but I don't think he's going to be a starting running back. And Royce Freeman doesn't hasn't been able to wrestle away the starting job from Philip Lindsay. So we've seen Rodney Smith, Darrington Evans. And- oh, he did say uh, I missed it. What did he say? He said, "Guy in my dynasty IDP league just dropped Royce Freeman while promoting Balaj from IR, oh, also sure. holding four safeties." 
Um, for one, if you drop anybody for Balage, you, you should retire. Yes, just quit. Um, <laughs> okay, so I don't know if you guys aren't familiar in the group. I don't think I released all the information in any article or anything, but I went through every like running back that had 70 or more carries, and I mapped out how many they had how many runs they had of less than than zero yards so any loss um one to four yards five to ten mapped it all out and literally kalen blage ranked at the bottom of every running category possible 11 out of 12, he was awful in. The only one that he was better, that, that he was averaging, was 50-yard runs over the last two years, and that's because he had a 75-yard run and still averaged like 1.3 yards per carry. The guy is one of the worst players in NFL history, just point blank. He's bad. Yeah, he's he definitely uh, <laughs> he definitely is awful. Yeah, that graphic was absolutely awesome. So it must have been your. Uh, oh, is that were you talking about the the running back graphic? Yeah, uh, I, I'm trying to find a way to put it into an article to make use of all of it and have it make sense when I put it out. So I, I will be putting that out because um, it took a lot of work to put together, but I just don't know the best way to deliver it. I guess. Um. Draft is over. It's wrapped up. That's it. Wrapped up. So um, just to do a little uh, a recap here, this is the Superflex rookie draft. Um, Joe Burrow, Tua, Herbert, Taylor, Dobbins, Swift, Judy, Akers, Lamb, Higgins, Fromm, and Ruggs round out the first round. The second round goes Hertz. Moss, Chenault, Rager, McFarland, Edwards Hilaire, who I think was missed by multiple people um, at 206, uh, Eason, Jefferson, Johnson, Duvernay, Hamler, and Pittman Jr., the top two rounds. Um, this is going to change a lot. I, I have a feeling this is going to change a lot. You know, next week, what we're doing is we're trying to get our five mock drafts in here before the combine. And then next week after the combine, do another five real quick and see how different they are just based on combine immediately before, immediately after, and see what kind of differences we have. Um, if uh, people are overvaluing those or um, whatever. Uh, crayon drawings. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> oh, how you can distribute your uh, graphic. Crayon. Oh, uh, I don't know if very many people know this about me, but I was a traditional painter. That's how I got into where <laughs> I'm at now in graphic design. Um, you know, that's how I got into it because I was like right on the brink of when digital art was coming into play. Um, in 2003, when I graduated high school, I was supposed to go to art school, Chicago Academy of art. Uh, I had been accepted there and decided not to, and went into graphic design instead. So I don't know if a lot of people know that about me or not. He's an artiste. I've had, uh, I've had artwork 
all over the United States. But I haven't done it in a long time. I, I haven't picked up a paintbrush in a long time. Um, I hear it's very relaxing. You know what? It wasn't for me because it's like anything else. Well, it's like anything else that's that's serious, you know, like if if it's your job, like fantasy football used to be relaxing. It's not anymore. <laughs> now I spend too much time on it and people want something. People want me to start new leagues and and, <laughs> you know, I have I, you know, I, I can't even tell you the amount of messages I get between group me, discord. Facebook, email, Twitter. I don't get very many on Twitter because I'm not very active on Twitter. But, um, but I mean, it's just it's it's not <laughs> as fun as it used to be anymore. You know what I mean? Same right. thing. When I when I played when I first started playing poker, it was real fun. When I'm a professional poker player, it was not very fun. So there's you can have the fun taken out of it. Um, by the way, you can count me in for tomorrow out of work and home by eight Eastern. I don't know who that is. Is that, Paul. uh, Paul, um, as a former Sally Mae loan collector, you made a good choice to not go to art school. Um, it didn't matter because the college I ended up going to is not even, doesn't even exist anymore. And ITC? yes. And my college education was the, the biggest waste of $45,000 ever. Um, it was, it's, it, I could have done everything I do now. I mean, I own a marketing agency. I do a ton of different stuff and I taught myself everything. Like it has nothing to do with the schooling that I did. So um, everything fantasy football, and this is going to have to be answered by like Paul in the chat and Brad, because I'm not big on IDP um, yet. I am working on that this off season, but he says, how do you feel about Zach bomb for IDP? Man, I, I'm working on my rankings for the site right now. And I have them as like the third or fourth defensive end off, off the board. You know, I like his potential, um, but there's, this is such a deep class for defensive ends and like that kind of edge guy. If he be if he's like an off ball linebacker, I think that's better for him at the at the NFL level. I think he'd be a better IDP asset if he played linebacker instead of defensive end. Um, but Paul, if you're still in the chat, what do you think about Zach Bond? Let's hear it. He's too busy talking about using restrooms all over the United States. Oh, that's Patrick Davis. Oh, that's Patrick Davis. Well, I just assumed that was Paul. Oh, so um, Paul's got him as a late first, early second rounder. For me, that I'm more like he's kind of mid second round grade wise uh, in fantasy drafts, just because there's so many talented IDP guys in this draft. Like this is this is this is a draft. If you if you like IDP, this is a good draft for you. Linebackers that I like a lot. He says he's always concerned when edges a linebacker. If he's a defensive end, that obviously helps. Yeah. So you guys are the complete opposite. We are. So everything fantasy football, we need you to break the tie. Brad says that he hopes he's a linebacker. Paul says he hopes he's a defensive end. So you got to tell us and break the, the tie. And then I'm going to sit here and make fun of either Brad or, or Paul for being wrong. So choose wisely. Make fun of Paul anyway. Yeah, I mean, that's 
neither here nor there. But you know, <laughs> Paul's Paul's gonna it, go pull his actual notes. It might be your fault. I mean, it might be your turn though to get made fun of. Yeah, I get that enough. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> so do I. My last name's Butts. It's right there on the screen, man. I've been know, getting it. My oldest loves when you message me. She's like, Dan. Ricky Butts messages. <laughs> like, oh, shut up. Like, yeah, I've, I've heard it since I was five. So it is what it is. Seymour, I've been called Seymour, even though it's not my name. Oh, no, that's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, it does. When people are making fun of me, they'll call you whatever they want. Oh, that's dumb. Just imagine, like, the first time, because I, I played basketball, football, baseball growing up, and uh, the first time I played basketball was the first time where they, like, announced yet an announcer. Players' names. And, like, when they're doing the starting lineup, and I'm just like, I don't want, I don't even want to play anymore. <laughs> just just let me be, because no matter what, you you always hear the Snickers and everything else when when it, when it when it gets announced, so I was always like, "Man, can I just quit right now? I just want to be done playing fantasy or playing basketball right now." Change my name, Dad. Change my name. So Paul says he wrote down he has good moves and quality hand usage. Uh, he thinks he's a defensive lineman, but for real life, he's probably an outside linebacker. So I think Paul is kind of quietly agreeing with me that off-ball linebacker. <laughs> So everything fantasy football didn't answer. I was really hoping. Um, for that's, in the why, that's why he asked us. He probably, you know, he's like, I'm asking y'all. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, I'm a, you know, I don't know if uh, I'm going to have to check and see if he has his own channel on, uh, on uh, YouTube. Everything fantasy football sounds like a, sounds like a fantasy football channel. Be cool. We like we like we like helping people. A one says, "How do we avoid bust?" You don't. <laughs> I mean, th- you can study and do everything that you want, but there's just no way to completely avoid it. Mm-hmm. Just no way. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, they're you know, no matter how hard you work, I mean, you listen to no matter who these people are, you know, whether it's Paul, you, me, I mean. We all make plenty of misses just as much as we hit plenty, you know. I mean, like I mentioned earlier in one of the chats, I don't know it was Discord or whatever, how much I love Mike Williams, but he's not done much, you know. Well, I was a Corey Davis 101 guy in that draft, and he hasn't done anything. Um, you know, I'm, I've – for those that are new here, like I'm never going to tell you, like I'm passionate about the guys that I like but I'm just as likely to be wrong as anybody else. Cause it's just, none of us know as much as we'd like to think we know. And as soon as you think, you know enough about somebody, then they just disappear. For sure. See, see day. I mean, Corey Davis, I, I can't drop him. I mean, I've still got him in a few leagues. So I'm like, He's going to turn it around. He's 24, 25. There's there's well, I mean, there's just nobody unless you're playing in a league. That's that's not very deep. There's just nobody on the waiver wires that I'm I trust any more than I trust him. Yeah, you always hope that eventually he gets it together. But I mean, 
you you know it's kind of like a birthday like you have like 10 35th birthdays it's like how many how many times can you say Corey davis is in a third year breakout <laughs> i'm just gonna keep keep saying it until something happens um Okay, guys, if you have any more questions, make sure you drop them in there. Um, got about 17 or about seven minutes, and uh, we'll call this night. We already see uh, we've already lost like half of our viewers um, from just a few minutes ago. We were already like 40 down from peak time. We were at 50 viewers at one point, which is pretty good for um, a stream well, here. You. So, thank you. Uh, so, yeah, if you guys that are remaining have any questions, drop them in the chat. We'll get to them. Uh, let us know what do you want us to cover next week um, in the weeks to come. Yep, I think, you know, I definitely think over the next few weeks it'll be a lot of combine talk. But, you know, we always want to know. We always want to know what the what the what the people want. While Brad doesn't pay any attention to you and reads a book. Just get everything <laughs> together so I can get these rookie videos going after this. Um, Paul says, I'm just waiting on Washington to pick Chase Young and list him as a linebacker because they have Sweat and Kerrigan just to dick fantasy owners. No other reason. It honestly feels like a kick in the balls. Well, but it's now with it. With it being uh, Ron Rivera, they're going to go back to a more traditional four-three defense. I mean, I I can't imagine that they would they would really pick Chase Young and stand him up. A one says, "Love the video breakdowns." Thanks, That's uh, Brad's beautiful voice. And for those that don't know, we actually have eight guys that are rating the the players. So it's not just. It's it's well, I'm not even on there anymore because I'm editing them all and don't have time uh, to get the tape in in time. But uh, um, but Brad and seven other people go through rate on all those uh, traits and then we compile that data. So the team's working hard to get those out. Uh, I think Tua's next, right? Viola. I think Tua. Uh, I know Hilaire Edwards is up here soon. JJ Taylor, you said. Yeah, JJ Taylor is coming. So we've got a bunch more guys and then we are going to start dropping combine videos after the combine gets over as well. So we'll just keep going with everybody and, and uh, maybe for the guys that we don't get done before the combine, we'll just uh, add the combine information into their college valuation video, do parts one and two together for those guys to make it a little bit quicker. But uh, we definitely have some more stuff coming up here. Um, and we want everybody to know, like, let us know what type of videos you want us to do. Um, like today, Greg Olson signs with Seattle. Would you guys like, a, you know, a how does Seattle signing with Seattle affect Greg Olson's dynasty value or fantasy value or um just let us know what you guys are looking for we've got the team we've got eight more guys that are sitting around um that could start putting information together for videos so um probably need to get leone doing that video um maybe craig oh yeah but uh yeah we got Oh, Brad's like, I can't do anymore. I can't handle anymore. Don't give me any well, more. I, I was just trying to think. Of, I was thinking about the chat where, you know, Anthony was talking to Discord earlier about, uh, you know, about it. And he's kind of one of our one of our video guys. Well, yeah, but he can only do like one video a week. 
he said. So, oh. is Disley done? I don't think Disley's done, and I don't think this. Uh, I don't think it says anything about Disley that they signed him. I just think that you've got a veteran tight end that you know was pretty healthy last year, even though he's had some issues over the last couple of years. Um, it's a one year deal, and if it works out for three Seattle, years. then it's great. Do what? In the three years. I seen one year seven million unless it changed. Oh, did you? Oh, I thought I saw somewhere where it was three years. See, I think that, you know, Disley now you could get him real cheap. And if <laughs> if Olsen goes down, you've got that backup tight end. Because I like getting my tight ends cheap. I do wish I had some more Olsen shares for free that he was a day ago. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, it's a one year deal for yeah. Olsen. Uh, one year, seven million. And I don't know how much of that's guaranteed or, or what. I mean, he it, there might be something in there where if he doesn't even make the team, it doesn't cost them a whole lot. I don't know. I know that I seen Ebron commented on like something about Trubisky. And now people are connecting him to Chicago Bears. And it just makes sense since I've talked so much shit about him <laughs> that the Bears would end up signing him. And I would just make you mad. I, should, I probably if that happens, I probably just have to buy an Ebron jersey Ew. just out of principle. He played for my team for years and I never bought his jersey. Yeah, but this is different. Like I've talked shit for every year that he's been in the league. And then he's going to become a bear and I have to turn my allegiance and give him my support because now he's my tight end and not Detroit's tight end or Colts's tight end. Um, Okay. So we don't have a bunch of uh, questions. Uh, We got one minute. um, Then we're going to call this a day, an hour and 15 minutes. Holy crap. Hour and a half shorter than normal. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Odds on Amari Cooper not being in Dallas. I think that this one depends on. I think Cooper depends on what happens with Dak or whatever they do at quarterback. Like they've only got so much money they can spend. So, um, What's your take on Benny LeMay? I don't know who Benny LeMay is. Is somebody being a smart ass? I'll tell you that one. And Google Benny LeMay. Is this IDP? I don't know. Charlotte 49ers running back Benny LeMay. Who are the Charlotte 49ers? <laughs> All right. Fantasy, fantasy football, everything is trying to trip us up here. He did a good job. Yeah, he did, because I don't know who Benny LeMay is, but he plays for – is that? Must be a college team. Is it? I'm on their website right now. I think it's like a semi-pro or something. No, they played Clemson, so it is college. Let's say I assumed it was he was talking Debbie was my first thought, but he's they're Division One. I'm gonna have to look into him because I don't have an answer for you. I didn't even know the name. 
We'll have to get, even... have to get Sean and Jason on them, our Debbie guys. Oh, he is. He's right here on our list too. I have not. I have not looked at him yet. Now I feel like an idiot. Thanks. He he was digging deep the whole time. He's like, who can I pick? Where it's a ninety-eight percent chance these guys have never looked at him. I like it. I like it. I think that's quality. So do I. I'm definitely gonna have to look. <clears throat> All right. I think that is going to be the end. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like and subscribe. We appreciate you supporting over there on YouTube. Um, we've got a lot of videos that are redropping. Like I said, make sure you uh, make sure you you know like, comment on the videos. Let us know what you want to see. We do our best to give our community what they want and not what we think they want. So you guys just got to let us know. Um, over on Facebook, we appreciate everybody in our Facebook community. We've got like 1,300 people in there. Um, and make sure you check out rotoheat.com. Um, Brad, you got anything to add? <laughs> Paul has a take on Benny LeMay. Yeah, UDFA, UDFA, right? Yeah, he says UDFA, which means he's not, well, not a target. Uh, uh, no, I don't have Which is any. funny because we saw two featured backs in the Super Bowl that were UDFAs, and, and Paul says they're terrible, but they look pretty good when they play. I'd say if you work hard enough and you have just a little bit <laughs> into something. Absolutely. Um, what were you finishing up with? No, I, I was just saying, you know, I just appreciate everyone hanging out with us on a Tuesday night in February pre-combine. You know, make sure you stick with us. We're going to keep pumping out content all the time. I mean, guy, our writers are pumping out content daily. The Facebook community's got tons of conversations going on, so make sure you become a part of it. Absolutely. Go to uh, rotoheat.com slash dynasty, and that's going to take you right over to Facebook to join our community over there and we will talk to you uh next tuesday on the stream but we will have videos dropping daily between now and then later later